0: Welcome again to everyone. We are very happy to uh, have everyone here, and everyone who is not here, we're very happy for you too. So our subject today is on inspiration. And for some reason, I had a, had the, half of this slide in inspiration. And I thought it went very well with the spiritual uncertainty principle that we touched on Wednesday, I believe. So that's going to be our prayer thought. The Lord does not give light in such a way as to leave the one address, no chance to walk by faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Upward Look, page 108. So, it is not enough to just know things. The Lord has also... Uh, design things so that um, we have to have faith. There is always going to be an element of uncertainty for, for everyone, really. And if there wasn't, in a way, that would be force. The Lord would be forcing people. There's many people out in the world who could believe If the Lord appeared to them and said turn around from what you're doing, it's all wrong and become a Christian uh, Sabbath keeper and so on. And because they feared and because they had seen those people would be forced to turn around, but not because they chose to. There has to be an element of uncertainty. People have to make that jump of faith, that leap of faith with the aid of the Holy Spirit to protect the free will that the Lord gave us and it is so important, that free choice, the freedom of choice. The Lord uh, is uh, the author of all our freedoms. Satan always accuses the Lord of what he is guilty of. Uh, Today, he has uh, convinced many people that Christians want to take away their freedom of choice. They want to take away all their freedoms. And um, the opposite is true. The Lord insists on giving us freedom. Whether we will use it the way he wants us to use it or not. He does give us freedom. And you must remember that uh, we are um, in favor of people's freedom. Even when that means that they decide they're not going to be, accept our message. Particularly when it means that they're not going to accept our message. We are not permitted to poke the message down people's throat. We're not permitted to force anyone. Unlike the world, they believe in force, they believe in control. They want to take your freedom away. Many people out there. It's all for the best citizens. We know best and we have to do that. I don't know if this is true, but I saw a news article that said I, uh, the first part that um Bill Gates is the biggest carbon user in the world. it makes sense since he's about the richest, <laughs> but Bill Gates particularly wants to take away certain freedoms of, of action and and so on that you have he and his cohorts for the good of the world. We must protect the world they don 't know that the Lord has a perfect plan to protect the world. It's called burn it down and start over. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so they do plan to force people in many different ways, brethren. They are coming in many different ways to take your freedom in, on many different levels. And Satan always lies. He always Whatever he is guilty of, he attributes to the Lord and the Lord's people. But the Lord, it is very important to him to protect our free agency. And he does include this uncertainty principle with the truth. Believers do not claim that every question and objection which Satan can invent and instill into the minds of men can be answered in so many words. What is the standard in the court of law for a jury to make a decision? Absolute certainty. It's not absolute certainty, brethren. It's beyond a reasonable doubt. You don't get absolute certainty in this world. And those who pretend they have it, and they know that if you don't do what they tell you, the world is going to overheat uh, and melt down. Uh, They are not telling the truth. There is not absolute certainty uh, outside of the mind of God. But for us, the standard is beyond a reasonable doubt. So if you have been convicted of the truth, you should not expect from there on that you will have no other occasions to see things that, uh, that you can't answer. There will always be things that we can't answer. And now you know one reason why. Not every reason, but uh, only God knows all that he does. Men will be given sufficient evidence on which to found their faith, but if they are determined to doubt, they will stumble on the dark mountains of unbelief. Study with desire to know everything, but never allow the hidden things to cause doubts about the things that are made plain. And that is a very wise saying from Elijah to uh, put away in our memory, because we will have occasions when we are convicted of the truth overall, but there are points that we can't answer, we don't know. But be, uh, have faith and trust your heavenly Father. He has not brought us this far to drop us in the wilderness of uncertainty and doubt. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that we have this opportunity to come together to worship thee and to learn of thee. We thank you for the many times that you have uh, saved us from dangers that we may not even be aware of. And we thank you for your protection from uh, the um, different uh, illnesses and, and problems that are common in the world. And we thank you especially that uh, you have sent uh, your son to die for us, that we may have a chance uh, to uh, leave this veil of tears uh, uh, for a life with you forevermore. We pray that you will bless us, that uh, the things that we hear today will inspire us and that um, We will be uh, reinvigorated in our determination to live uh, the life that uh, you have shown us is uh, the right one uh, for us today. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the writings of the Spirit of Prophecy and the Spirit of Prophecy, two separate things concepts, two separate things. Uh, Of course, uh, we probably all understand that. Mrs. White's writings, along with that which is revealed here in the message, track six and the rest of the message, are the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. The bowl, the container, that that which the pipes, uh, the interpreters uh, place therein, uh, can only be the writings of the Spirit of Prophecy. As a shortcut, we say the Spirit of Prophecy for the books, the writings. But we should all remember that it is the writings, or the published works of the ever-living Spirit of Prophecy. Now, some people capitalize Living Spirit of Prophecy, but Brother Hadith does not. Brother Hadif Uh, always capitalizes the deity, uh, what pertains uh, to the name of the deity, but uh, we don't capitalize things otherwise uh, that don't. And um, so note that um, ever living, living, and so on, uh, spirit of prophecy, uh, spirit of prophecy is capitalized, living is not. The Holy Ghost is the author of the Scriptures and the spirit of and of the spirit of prophecy. So, the Holy Spirit is the author or the um, agent of the spirit of prophecy. The two are synonymous in this sense that uh, the spirit of prophecy is one of the offices of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. These are not to be twisted and turned to mean what man may want them to mean, to carry out man's ideas and sentiments, Uh, and people do twist and turn those things. But what Sister White has said here, what the Golden Bowl says here, is simply the truth, which we probably all understand already. Thus every true follower of Christ is inspired in his own lot, one to interpret, another to study, still another to teach, and yet another to discern and all to act and sacrifice for his sake and they are inspired by this spirit of prophecy, uh, the Holy Spirit in his work, uh, his um, office as the uh, spirit of prophecy. It is not um, an individual human thing. It is not some mysterious thing. Uh, We don't attribute, the spirit of prophecy to God the Father. We attribute it, the spirit of prophecy to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Now this statement is very clear and it's supported by numerous other statements. All the gifts of inspiration come from the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. So brethren, for all uh, inspiration, all inspiration is of the same spirit the same spirit of prophecy the same Holy Spirit the office of the uh, the Holy Spirit in the form of the um, the spirit of prophecy and this is not new but it may be new to some people to to phrase it like this but this is what the message has always taught but I'm not sure that Everyone has always understood this, so I hope that um, everyone will make a special effort to understand these things, retain them and teach them. Unless stipulated, the phrase Spirit of Prophecy in this study does not mean the writings of the Spirit of Prophecy. The former reign is none other than the writings of the Spirit of Prophecy, and the the meaning is the truth recorded in the writings of the Spirit of Prophecy was not fully understood until the time of the latter reign. Okay, so uh, the more examples of um, the writings of the Spirit of Prophecy, I'm pointing that out because mostly we don't use it in that sense. We're using it in the sense of the Spirit of Prophecy is the God's um, agent, God, in the form of inspiration of of uh, mostly man, but not limited to man. The work of the Holy Spirit is to inspire every true believer. We read this, and um, I'm not sure if people have followed so far, but we are um, clear that, or we want you to be clear, that it is the Holy Spirit who inspires us human beings with truth, uh, illuminates the mind. It is divine illumination, but that inspiration is um, attributed to the Holy Spirit. Now, why is it attributed to the Holy Spirit? Because the Lord said so. Okay? You want to go beyond that? You can't. You want to know about the nature of God, and who does what, and who is who in the Trinity, and so on? We can know what is said and nothing more. And don't speculate. We don't go beyond these things. But uh, we do know that the Lord has, has given us the information that when we say inspiration from God, we are speaking about inspiration from the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, in his work as the spirit of prophecy. Okay? And that is carried over in any inspiration, any divine inspiration. Of course, not human inspiration. Engendering faith and inspiration is part of the work of the spirit of prophecy. Of course, uh, without vision, you see the people perish. And also, without an interpreter and without faith, they likewise perish. And this is why the spirit of prophecy is an absolute necessity to the people of God in all Generations. Now, we will see that um, the two pipes, the only two uh, mediums through which the Lord has worked in um, in the um, um, uh, last um, um, uh, to interpret the uh, to the Bible, is uh, Sister White and um, Brother Hadith. In the last. Um, period of the um, AD, in the period AD. Now, that's true that the two pipes in the, in the living spirit, of, in the sense that the living spirit of prophecy manifested in them in the interpretative phase are the only two ways. But here, Brother Hadif is saying to us that the people in all generations had to have this. Backward now. And even though the interpretative face of the of the living spirit prophecy was not active; it was active in other ways, as I have explained a little and will explain more. The phenomena of inspiration it, in its scriptural sense, inspiration is defined as a divine influence directly and immediately exerted upon the mind or soul of man. Now, I just want to um, digress very slightly. Brother Haddiff uses the dictionary. He uses history books. He uses many things to explain. So if he does it, we can do it too. Right? Wrong. I could get a dic- dictionary definition that said the opposite or, cl- or halfway to the opposite. But I'm not inspired to contradict Brother Haddif. And neither is anyone else. Or to expand on Brother Harith in a different direction. Brethren, just because you see Brother Harith uh, make a definition, an inspired definition, just because you see him um, define a type, interpret a type, doesn't mean that we can do this. Okay? As they say, don't try this at home. Do not try these things yourself. Okay? This is, takes a special type of, of um, inspiration, a special type of, of the living spirit of prophecy. In other words, uh, inspiration is a, a special function of the spirit of God, okay? And we're just trying to make the point fully to everyone because I believe there is some imprecision in some of our thinking on this. It is, therefore, certainly I know there's a lot of imprecision in the thinking of many of our sister brethren. (laughs) It is, therefore, in its diverse manifestations set in operation, not by the working of the mind itself, but by the power of the spirit. Very important thing, by the way, because some people think a prophet is like a a psychic. He can reach out there. And, uh, and do things. Reach out to God and bring down the truth and so on. It doesn't work like that. It is not by the working of the mind itself, but by the power of the Spirit. Inspiration comes of God, not of man. So, Brother Davin, yes?
1: Um, but to, to the point about the um, Brother Hadith using the dictionary definition, um, and you're saying that we, we are not allowed to do that, but I mean, I do understand that um, like writings that are necess- not necessarily um, from the spirit of prophecy, like a, a health author or, you know, um, you know, no. if we're using a still teaching.
0: still no. The answer is still no. Brother Harif di- uh, gave us a, an inspired, um, um, definition here. He picked that definition for us. It's inspired because he gave it to us. You or no, uh, no, no one, you and anyone else, can do that today. You you don't have, we don't, I don't, no one has the inspiration to do this themselves. But I'll tell you how we can do it. We can faithfully find uh, if we are faithful and careful, we can find the word that is already defined in the message, and we can use the message-inspired definition, okay? So that's how we get our definitions. But, and if it's a um, old, um, um, King James English word or something, there's nothing wrong in trying to learn uh, what King James uh, English meant when it said corn. What is corn in King James English? Maize. Is it maize. Maize. Who said maize? You deserve to hold up your hand. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, that's not so. Okay. That's, they didn't have maize in King James England. Anyway. Um, so there. Sometimes it's good to find the historical meanings and so on of historical subjects like corn. Uh, but um, it is um, not um, possible for any human being on their own to give an inspired definition. And we don't do that. No, but
1: I'll, I wasn't even talking about definitions. Outside of definitions, I'm talking about just an input, like the if definitions were a definitions are
0: important for this reason. Once you establish a definition, then you can use that as a bridge, a club, or whatever to. Make, uh, to to teach your truth along uh, uh, in harmony with that definition. So yes, it is very important, powerful.
1: Yeah, well I understand that. I was just saying that in, in terms of like giving a study or writing something that's teaching a point, um, if it's okay to bring in, quote unquote, an uninspired author who may have like, light on a particular like, subject like health or psychology
0: or something like that. You can do it too in this sense. Um, You can do it in a practical sense. You're not trying to teach anything new, but you just would like to use that definition which is already in harmony with the definition of the message. That's fine. That doesn't counter anything. And and if it helps in your presentation, that's okay. But what I was talking about is people who, the same type of person who has their own typologies will also look for their own definitions. Okay, so inspiration comes from the Holy Spirit, okay? Inspiration, uh, and this is from answer one, all these are uh, from the rod, page 41, is not limited in its manifestations to man alone. And sacred now, this is a part, some people believe that inspiration ended, it's quiescent, there's no inspiration today. And so to tell them that not only is inspiration universal among God's people, but it's not limited to people, they are, this is hard things for them to understand. So it, it, inspiration is—it uh, works as God wants it to work, and we need to be careful about telling God how he works. We're not able to do that. And it's not limited uh, in its manifestations to man alone. And sacred history reveals that neither is it limited to visions or dreams or indirect communications or direct face to face conversation. Some people are like, if you weren't talked to, if the Lord didn't talk to you face to face like Moses, he didn't talk to you. Okay? And for Adventists, it's like, you didn't have visions, <laughs> you don't have dreams. But <laughs> you that, that, if didn't have visions and dreams, forget it. Always people want to tell the Lord how to work. And that, that's really a, a, um, a childish uh, thing, a uh, 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 very um, uh, elementary mistake for us to be uh, uh, slipping into. Um, with divine beings, or any other form of expression. Rather, it comes in diverse manners. Thus wise God at sundry times spake in, the time, in time past unto the fathers. Hebrews 1.1. Now, it, it, he has spake, spake in sundry times in, uh, in, and in sundry manners, in diverse manners. God is much more creative than we uh, are, give him credit for being or that we can imagine. He can speak in ways that we cannot understand or imagine right now, so uh, that's not an issue. He is also speaking to inspiring everyone. Now, the natural thought is when you have a bunch of people who are pretend inspired, everybody's going to run around going nuts, contradicting each other, prophesying against contrary to each other, and so on. And that's true, for the false, but it's not tr- uh, cur- true for uh, God's um, uh, true version of inspiration. And that's why I have the, the um, Joel 2 um, diagram here in the corner. Uh, God's people, when uh, if they're truly inspired, will all be speaking with one voice. They will all be working together. They will be working in harmony. Uh, harmony is the mark of the Lord, and disharmony and chaos is the mark of the enemy. And, and so God's people who are truly hearing his inspired voice in one way or another will be working together, not at cross purposes. Another name for inspiration is divine illumination. No private interpretation, and can no more be understood without special, the scriptures, uh, without special divine illumination than could prophecy have been understood in Daniel's time without the enlightenment from the angel. Now that was a type of inspiration, type of the work of the spirit of prophecy. One, one kind of the, uh, one uh, mode of the work of the spirit of prophecy. And it is also uh, understood as Divine illumination, special divine illumination. Interpretation is only one of several types of inspiration. Okay. Um, Now, in the list of things that the Lord inspires his people today, number one was one to interpret. Answer uh, one, uh, page 54. Now, sometimes one means one. It's hard for people to believe that. There's many people out there who do not believe one means one. But uh, one to interpret, in this case, does mean one, not two, three, or any other number. If there is one to interpret, and that person, that one was Brother Hadith, then there is no opportunity for Brother Lennox Sam, or um, Brother Ariel, or all, all the other prophets. We're watching a prophet, I think he's just a prophet, take shape, uh, just another prophet, but we're not sure about that right now. He may be more than a prophet. But we're watching a prophet born, be born right now in, uh, uh, in the Davidian Association group. He's not in, a, he's a, split off from another group, but he's just there. But it's very interesting to watch a prophet unveiling in front of our eyes, okay? And sad, too, uh, that people are still doing this because if he had been taught by his parent association, the Waco Association, in particular, that one meant one in the right way, he would have never took it into his mind to become a two a second uh, um, uh, interpreter with a message and a name for the message too. You say, now, how do we know that Brother Harris' job was to interpret? We know that from many different ways. It's a long, in-depth study on itself, in itself, and we're reading one single statement here for that. From three code five and six, six, page five, you say substantially that Brother Hadith's work is that of an interpretator and not a manager. But our tract number one, in which you claim to believe and of which kind of interpretation you say, he shines in my estimation, explains that Ezekiel represents the messenger of today. And in, in it, the words of God are quoted saying, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Ezekiel 3, 17. So, Brother Hadif is here, gently and indirectly, and with an element of uncertainty, a spiritual uncertainty that you could perceive if you look hard and want to find it, that he is the one. He is the interpreter, and the person is speaking truly. But he's more than the interpreter. And he was. He was the one in charge. Okay? And, uh, So, uh, this particular brother wanted to limit Brother Haurif to interpreting and not to managing Mount Carmel. Uh, Brother Haurif had lots of troubles that people today don't know about. lots of attacks, personal attacks. And that's how the enemy works, by the way. Work from the fringe in, okay? Both in the people who are willing to accept that, fringe minds, and also on the fringe of the issue. Instead of attacking Brother Haddiff's role directly, it was like attack his role as the manager, as the one in charge, while saying, oh no, we're fine with your interpretation. It's just your management. So um, that is what was going on here. And he, like Sister White, had more trouble than we do today, quite a bit, in my opinion. Um, you say substantially that Brother Hadif's work is that of an interpreter. Now, Brother Hadif is not saying this to rebut it. He's saying it here because it's true, okay? I hope you all understand the logic of what Brother Hadif is saying. He's saying, well, you say this and you say well, but we also say this along with that, okay? And the reason I'm using this is because it says, Brother Hadif, an interpreter, okay, together and logically together too, not just stuck together. Okay, Brother Harif was the one. He was the interpreter, he was the pipe, the symbolism of the two pipes in his time. As a logical colliery to the foregoing phrases, uh, phases of the subject of inspiration, it is to be recognized that all who become converted and submissive to the Lord are recipients of divine illumination. For none but the Holy Spirit can convince one of the truth, convict him of his sins, give him repentance, and empower him to obey God's laws, his statutes, and his ordinance. All of these things come from the Holy Spirit. Illumination, inspiration from the Holy Spirit, and Uh, In particular, uh, in um, the spirit of prophecy, when it's in the uh, stipulated areas. So, this is the listing of things that people are inspired to do, uh, one to interpret. Okay, another to study, still another to teach, and still another to discern. Now, one doesn't always mean one. We understand that we're not pretending that one always means one, uh, uh, many, but the context lets us know. And in this context of interpretation, it does fit perfectly to say one means one. There's always a, a, a right way to understand these things, where everything clicks, it all fits together. Only the two pipes can interpret Bible prophecy, no one else. The interpretation of the scriptures, therefore being entrusted to the two pipes, prophets in the Christian era, the AD era, era, it it shows that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, but is of inspiration only. So this mechanism is in place, it's, it, it is a perfect mechanism. It's not fully uh, working today, but it is in place in the Christian uh, era, in our, in our particular time. And the interpretation of scriptures is entrusted to uh, the one uh, uh, prophet in the, in the time of Brother Hadif. The rod is part of the writings of the spirit of prophecy. Okay, now how many people understand that the rod is the, also the uh, Spirit of Prophecy? Okay, we all should understand that because the golden bowl, the rod is in the golden bowl, and uh, it is the Spirit of Prophecy, Is titled the writings of the Spirit of Prophecy, and Brother Hadif says it is, uh, 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 exactly. God's perfect system of preparing and dispensing the word. The two golden pipes, God's inspired interpreters, store the golden oil in the golden bowl the spirit of prophecy publications and the seven tubes the entire ministry convey the golden oil from the golden bowl the golden oil to the seven lamps to to the entire laity under this perfect system of preparing and dispensing the word of god meet in due season his to his people there need be no fear that the reservoir will run dry or the lamps will grow dim. Now, this is not in effect right now, this perfect system, right? It's not in effect. That's what people say, but that's not what Brother Hariff said. He did not say that. It, it, he said that it is, um, is um, uh, meat and due season, dispensing the word of God to his people, there's no fear that the reservoir will run dry. People think that the reservoir is dry. There's nothing coming out. This whole mechanism is not in play. But it is. Now, the other point here is that uh, the seven tubes uh, convey the golden oil bo- uh, from the golden bowl the golden oil to the seven golden lamps to the entire laity. Um, the seven tubes are part of this perfect uh, system, okay? They are part of this um, system that the Lord has of putting in and taking it out under inspiration. But the ones to take out don't have inspiration to interpret. What do they have? They have to have some kind of inspiration. So they have inspiration to study, and inspiration to teach. That is the inspiration of the seven tubes. Now, people always want to look at what happened and project that into the past sorry, into the future. Whatever was in the past, we had inspiration to interpret. I want to do some interpreting myself today. That's how people are. They don't. Uh, understand and they're not satisfied with what the Lord has for today. But it wasn't the inspiration, the work of the one today, the interpretation. It is the work of teaching today. These uh, two golden pipes which carry the golden oil from the trees to the bowl are the only two mediums which God has employed since 1844-1844 A.D. to interpret the scriptures. If you look anywhere else, you get anything else besides from these two golden pipes, uh, you are not getting uh, inspiration from heaven. You're not getting God's inspiration. There's much out there, many things that are um, inspired, but not of God. And it is the only Uh, they're the only two mediums. And even today, they still stand as the only two mediums. This is something that you know, but people forget. I see people out there in the wilds of Davidia constantly forgetting this. Uh, They may be that they were never taught, in which case every minister individual who has failed to teach these things or is at fault. But for whatever reason, there's lots of people out there who seem not to understand that our truth can only come from these two mediums. Not from any other place. No one. Jones and Wagner, they had a message. They had light from heaven. We'll go and read what Jones and Wagner had to say. No, we won't because um, the message was rejected. Uh, The message uh, was also, uh, many of the important points in the message, Sister White Incorporated, Brother Houtoff of course as the final messenger, uh, the final prophet, has uh, been inspired to bring those things back today. And we don't go to Jones, Jones and Wagner. We don't go to anyone else, but those two mediums. And today, when you have uh, uh, people literally elbowing each other. If you wanna know why, I have, we have some, uh, the number of strange prophets on the Davidian group, as we do, for a reason. I want people to see them in action, elbowing, and they do. A lot of times they don't, but every so often, we do see them elbowing each other to come forward, to get to the front, as it were, to say their piece. They have to walk over each other. There's so many of them. This is going on. It is a shame. But you don't fix these things by hiding them. We bring them out into the open so, uh, w- so it can be aired out, okay? Um, the reason that they are surviving is they're getting uh, oxygen, they're getting attention. They're getting support from people who don't understand what the message teaches. And we need to expose them, not hide them, not push them back into the closet. We need to bring them forward, and then with all one accord, we all need to be able to point to them and say, you, you are not a, uh, inspired, you are not a prophet, okay? Back to your family's uh, cattle herding sheep, and be thankful or cows, and be thankful we didn't uh, thrust you through, eat too, because we don't, uh, literally. But uh, you, uh, they need to be identified. People are very slow at identifying these people. I watch it. People don't seem to be fast on the draw in applying the message. And I'm going to tell you the truth I was quite surprised to see Waco do nothing for this last prophet to come up. Uh, he's three quarters of the way un- unveiled. He could still pull back into his shell uh, but um, but he's pretty much unveiled but uh, he uh, uses the type of Joseph to apply to himself. He has a new Joseph typology. If you didn't realize it, the Joseph typology uh, is very important for us today because Israel uh, could not leave. For home, until Joseph was born, you see. So uh, he has found uh, himself to be Joseph, and a typology to go with it. But that's um, that's not the, the the problem. The problem is we have Davidians who just stand around like, "Hmm, I'm impressed. Yes, indeed." And uh, the, the, that that really does need to stop, brethren. The the new Davidians of whatever age and length they've been in the message, they need to, uh, these little ones, need to come up to speed one way or another. Inspiration plainly states that today, there is to be a message born to the people of God, that that message is to be born not by ordinary men, but by ministers called especially for that purpose, and that it is not a message of peace and safety, as the ministry in general, would have it, and would would naturally have it. So, um, remember that, um, first of all, inspiration is not uncommon, it is among God's people, the rule, rather than the reverse. And so, since it is to be universal among God's people, what does Satan say? No more inspiration, (laughs) okay? It's very strange how people fall for these things. Satan always says the opposite. Whoever is saying these things, wherever, whoever in Davidia says inspiration is not here today, directly contradicting the message, deeply taught, uh, deeply, deeply uh, taught tenet of the message, we need to identify those people as um, uh, people who speak against the truth people who are speaking error. Not that they are evil people necessarily, but they are being used by the enemy to sow confusion among God's people today. So, inspiration, uh, how do people, how are people called? How do people become ministers? Today, God chooses men as he chose Moses to be his messengers. God speaks to people. He calls people today. Any Davidian who has been called of God to study for the ministry at the Davidic Levitical Institute, Mount Carmel Center, and so on and so on. How do you get to go into that center? You are called of God. And what is that based on? The Leviticus, our Leviticus. The Davidian Seventh-day Adventist shall recognize only the scriptural law of ordination to it, that the call to the gospel ministry must come from God to the individual. Now, there are certain things, that, uh, signs, certain things that we look for. But my point here is not the full uh, discussion of that, but the fact that God today still calls people, as he called Moses, to be ministers. Inspiration is not rare. When you uh, listen to these people who tell you those things, you're listening to error. You're listening to something counter to the message. The message does teach inspiration, and it does teach that the Lord is able to call people. What kind of people could there be who would um, tell God, you know, he can't do that anymore, okay? We know that's the way Protestants work, their mind. God doesn't work like that anymore, uh, brother. He doesn't do that. But even here in Davidia, we have people telling God how uh, he can work, how he can work, what he can do. Brethren, he can call people to the gospel ministry, and you know what? He is calling a lot of people to the gospel ministry. A lot of people. 144,000 Uh, in number, in the end. While the two pipes are not active today, inspiration is still active in other ways. Now, this is the summary, and uh, every true follower of Christ is inspired in his own lot. One to interpret, another to study, uh, to teach, to discern, all to act. What does it mean to act? To work, to sigh and cry, to share the message. To all are inspired. All, every true follower of Christ is inspired in different ways. Inspired by who? Inspired by God the Father? A God in the third person of the Holy Spirit acting in the office of the spirit of prophecy. Okay, That's the, where the inspiration is coming from. Now you may not like that. You may want to think, well, Inspiration is limited in this way to this, and it's no longer in effect, or it's only in effect for this person or that, but not now, not here. But that's not true, brethren. That is not the way inspiration works. It's not where it comes from, and uh, I hope that not only the brethren in the sister groups, but every single Bashian Davidian will understand what we're saying, because this is the truth. It is what the message teaches. Emphasizing the importance of the gifts of the spirit, Paul says, and he gave some apostles, some priests, sorry, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay, and... um, And after that, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, all from the Spirit of prophecy, all from uh, the Holy Spirit, all of these from the the gifts of the Spirit. There's not two spirits, brethren, and it all comes from the same uh, work of the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the things that always uh, cause my eyes to widen slightly is when I see apostle so-and-so speaking. <laughs> they have many, many apostles out there and I run into them from time to time and uh, it is uh, always uh, uh, interest to me and I mean it. it might prolong the time it takes to click on to the next thing by uh, three or four seconds but uh, that's a long time on the, uh, once you were clicking so many things. But people look backward. They're looking backward in the wrong direction, as always. So the, the um, Protestants are looking at apostles. Uh, Davidians and Adventists are looking at prophets. When they should be looking at evangelists and pastors and teachers today. And also coming into play are priests the ministers of the Lord. We've talked about this before. The 144,000, and to begin with the vanguard, are going to be the priests and ministers of the Lord. Every single one, not one accepted. That's what the Lord is calling us to be. So if he's calling us to be priests and ministers, Let's look back and think about uh, prophets, okay? That's what they're doing. And that's why you have new prophets forming in Davidia uh, constantly because they're not inspired. If they were inspired, they would be marching in harmony uh, with the vanguard and they would be understanding that the Lord is calling us to be priests and ministers. Do we have female priests? Is that possible? It is very possible with the Lord. And it's, a, it's going to be, all right? This is the teaching of the rod. We don't, we, we're not concerned about the teaching of another church, the teaching of the enemy. We are, teach, this is the teaching of the shepherd's rod. And ministers, ordained ministers, the last ordained ministry will be the 144,000. That means that they are the last. If Brother Adam says they're the last, Take it to the bank. Believe it. There's not going to be any other uh, true ministry come along after the 144,000. And to be priests and ministers forever, you have to be one of or one with them. That is is what the message teaches. So uh, if we are present truth Davidians... If we are faithful Davidians, this is what we will be teaching. We won't be teaching prophets. All those Davidians who are teaching prophets, they're wrong. All those people who are teaching no prophets are wrong. Now, one other thing I want to mention is the word prophet. When we say prophet, we have to speak in the language of the people. We don't speak in the language, if we're speaking to English uh, people, English speaking people, Do we speak to you you in French? No. We have to speak in the language of the people. Even God does this, Sister White says. Very, very interesting and advanced um, thought that she has on this. But um, the point here is that what do we mean by prophet anyway? Well, we mean just what you think it is. Okay? We have to use the language that you understand, that the people understand. And when we say prophet, Davidians and Adventists know exactly what we are talking about. It's someone who has visions and can hold the Bible out like this for an hour or two, and also is an interpreter of the Bible, according to Davidians. Okay, that's a prophet. So, no more prophets. And by the way, the message explicitly says Elijah is the last prophet. Don't, be, don't hesitate to teach whatever the message says. It's correct. And I teach it just like that. And people, uh, even af- after we explain it, everything is, their minds are still um, boggled. Uh, so um, it's when you're so used to seeing something even if uh, if someone if something else is pointed out to you, you're not going to see it right away. But with time, everything is possible for the Lord. What the world needs today is not preachers but teachers who can teach with one hand and use the pick or shovel with the other hand. This was a very inspired thought because we are going to need people who can go out and teach and build. Okay. We have lots of work to do right now, all over the world. And this is the time that for the teachers and pastors, this is the time when we need uh, these brethren and ministers and priests too. Actually inspired teachers, Isaiah 2:22. 22. from man whose breath is in his nostrils, for wherein is he to be accounted of. Here is God's simple remedy for his people. Now, this is his simple remedy for us today in the midst of our division and confusion. It's a remedy. They should cease listening to soothsayers. They should instead hear what inspiration has to say. They should study God's word for themselves with the aid of actually inspired teachers of God and make their own decisions. Never, never rely upon the decisions and judgments of others. No matter, and we could say any others no matter, because this is what he says, no matter what they are uh, or who they be, anyone besides your teachers, your inspired teachers. And why is that? Why does Brother to say this? Because the teachers, the ministers, um, the seven tubes are inspired to teach the truth. They're the only way that the truth gets from the golden bowl the true understanding, gets from the golden bowl to the laity. And the people say, oh, that's not in effect right now, brethren. That's not in effect. And they're very emphatic that they don't want to have anything to do with such a a concept, such a teaching. And the Lord will let them not have anything to do with it, too. That's the sad thing, if that's their choice. But this is God's remedy because when we do uh, follow it, we will all be speaking with one accord. We'll all be watching, working in the same way. Not thrusting each other. The inspired teachers don't contradict each other. One doesn't go this way, one doesn't go that way. Thus it is clear that the testimony of Jesus and the spirit of prophecy are synonymous terms of a timely message sent from God meet in due season. The spirit of prophecy, therefore, is God's means of communicating from heaven directly to his church on earth, as well as unfolding the sealed uh, prophecies to her. Now, we know that the spirit of prophecy is the way the Lord uh, unfolds the prophecies, but it is his way of communicating. It is his overall way. So when you talk about inspiration, You're talking about the work of the spirit of prophecy. That is his way of communicating. I'm not saying everyone receives communications from the Lord at the same time on um, new light, new interpretations, and so on. It's the opposite, actually. That's not what the message is saying here. But we are saying that within the parameters that uh, Had have set for inspiration for all true believers, all true followers, that inspiration is coming through the Holy Spirit in the, uh, in the office of the Spirit of Prophecy. To have the Spirit of Prophecy is to have the Spirit of God. To have the Spirit of Prophecy is to have the Spirit who uttered the prophecies and who only can interpret them. Okay, for no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, nor without the inspiration of the same spirit. What is the spirit that uttered them to begin with? The gift of inspiration, the active spirit of prophecy. Okay, so uh, all, all of these explaining the work of the Holy Spirit in its varied, many, many varied ways. Have you not yet discovered that whether it be in ancient or modern times and in the Bible, in uh, the Bible truths um, that men have, all the Bible truths that men have ever learned have come only through the inspired channel, the spirit of prophecy? So even in the time of the, in Bible times, the prophets were inspired by the spirit of prophecy or we can say the Holy Spirit. Moreover, these passages say that though the prophecy itself does demand an individual prophet, it does not restrict the work of an in, uh, to an individual but to a group, a body of helpers directed by the Lord and endowed with the spirit and power of Elijah. What was the spirit and power of Elijah? It was the spirit of prophecy, the living spirit of prophecy. Now, One of the most powerful uh, things that the Waif Sheaf 11th Hour Church has going for them is a statement that is not in the rod. It says, uh, since Brother Hadith has died, he cannot be Elijah, and therefore, Brother Lennox Sam is the new Elijah. Now that that statement, of course, is not in the rod, and the thought is not supported in the rod but you need to know why. If you are a babe of however many years and you still are a babe and you come across that thought and you say, whoa, yes, we need Elijah. We need a living prophet. We do have to have Elijah here. But the work of Elijah is carried on, not just by Elijah, but by the body of helpers. Is that what the message teaches in black and white here? Every single Davidian, and I am especially talking to our brothers, our dear brothers and sisters in Waco and Mountain Dale and Salem, because they're the ones who are the prey to these things. They need to understand that when they come to you, the wolves in sheep's clothing, and say, oh, you have to have a new Elijah to fulfill these things. Understand that the Lord has a perfect system already in place. The pipes are quiescent for the time being, yes, but the seven tubes are not. The helpers are carrying forward the work. The term prophet, as used in the Bible, is employed to designate men and women engaged in a wide range of service in connection with the word, work of God. Now, this is inspired technical information. A lot of times people brush over these things and they don't pay attention and they don't realize how important this background technical information can be. Uh, It is important to understand these things, brethren. Some of these never uttered a prophecy as that term is generally understood. What is this? We have prophets who did not prophesy. Okay? Well, that's, that's the way the Lord devi- defines it. It's not your definition. And when I'm speaking to you, brethren, uh, who believe a prophet is an interpreter of the Bible, or a, a visionary prophet, I am going to uh, use the word prophet in the way you understand it. But uh, to be strictly accurate and up-to-date to be an up-to-date Davidian indeed, we need to know what the message teaches, and the message teaches that we have that the term is used for people who never even uttered a prophecy. If you don't utter a prophecy, it means that you are not inspired directly to utter a prophecy; otherwise, you would utter the prophecy. Some were used only for a special occasion, others for a long series of years. Some wrote out the message. uh, Now, that Anna, was Anna Phipps, Phelps, Phipps? I already forgot her name, which is okay, but it it interferes with my point. Um, It it just so happens it's something that I was, um, happened to be talking about somewhere, Um, brother, Uh, Jones, A.T. Jones, was impressed with her, and he started teaching her teachings in uh, 1894. Sister White rebuked him. It was it was not even the first, and it was by far the last of the rebukes he got. But um, she had a soft spot for him, and he never did get the rebukes that he could have got in some ways. Okay, but he did separate himself finally and work with Brother Ballinger against the spirit of prophecy. Okay, to, to associate yourself with Ballinger is to associate yourself with a known hater, a despiser of the truth. But um, the point here is that um, Brother Jones was um, impressed with um, this um, Anna Ph- Phipps, Phelps, correct me. Oh, Phillips, thanks. <laughs> Brother Jones uh, was a supporter of this person. Uh, He was looking for a new prophet, a a prophet to follow, evidently. He was corrected on that particular thing, but he still went out uh, eventually. But um, there are um, in the past and present many people who have seen themselves in this role as prophets. And um, that is um, not something that is new. And the rest of my point will come back to me eventually. <laughs> some were used only for a special occasion. Others for a long series of years. Some wrote out the message God revealed to them, and others gave them orally. To some, as in the case of Daniel, and others were committed uh, prophecies reaching into the distant future, uh, Portions of which are still unfulfilled. So, there were different types of prophets. And when we talk about prophets, we need to understand that uh, Brother Harif and Sister White were the last uh, interpretative prophets, the last uh, um, embodiments of the symbolism of the of the of the two pipes, the two golden pipes. But that there was, um, the term prophet has been used by many people engaged in a wide range of service. Some not so directly inspired. So there's more to understand about the word prophet. And when the Lord tells us something, it has a purpose. It has a, there's a reason why he puts these things in here for us. And it all fits together to protect us. If we don't teach what is in the message, then you have the false people come up and say, you need to have Elijah today. You need to have Elijah. And we're we're thinking like, well, yeah, the Bible, uh, the message just says we have to be led by a prophet. Without a prophet, without the living spirit of prophecy uh, at work, we will not find our way. And it's, it's, uh, so this is why Waco, by the way, is wide open. You could drive an entire uh, 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 Army Division threw them on this. They have no defenses because they have carefully tro- 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 trodden down the truth of the message on this and and they don 't understand that they are there are is this type this class of lesser inspired uh, prophet or teacher, if you would, uh, actually inspired teacher that Uh, is inspired and does teach the truth, but they're not a prophet. And when people come to us and and try to tell us, you know that the message teaches we have a, you need to have a prophet. It it, it amused me profoundly that several branch people tried that with me uh, at at different times. And they received a short to medium, uh, by my standards, uh, studies, on this subject in return for their efforts, okay? And uh, they they then go away. <laughs> we don't hear from them again. But uh, if I was a Waco brother and it's like, hmm, you know, that's what the message says. We must be led by a prophet. Uh, maybe I should go and follow this Linux Sam person or whoever. Well, the Lord has this set here for us to explain something that's real important. He does have inspired prophets today, plural. We don't use that word. And I strongly advise you not to use the rod's words here. Why? Because people will willfully throw themselves in front of you to be confused. Okay? They will willfully be confused on this word. Because they know that a prophet must be an interpretative prophet. Just like the Adventists are certain that all prophets can hold up a Bible for... A long time in vision. And I know that I'm being uh, somewhat um, uh, sarcastic there, but it deserves a little bit because, brethren, we don't get to say our ways. We need to accept what is in the message. And if, if it is against the grain, it's still the truth and we need to accept it. Since it is now clear as sunlight that the ever unfolding Inspired interpretation of the scriptures is the ever-living spirit of prophecy, the eyes of the church at work. Then to be without these spiritual eyes is to try to walk, as it were, in dense darkness. The science of the process of inspiration finds a close analogy in the universally used electric current. Electricity goes into action only when the live wire, the positive, comes in contact with the ground wire, the negative. So it is that the church's contact with God's chosen instrument, the ground wire, fused to the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Prophecy, the Spirit of God, um, the live wire, which together represents the positive and the negative. is what electrifies the church and thus opens the line of communication between the church and heaven. Now, this is the definition of the ever-living Spirit of Prophecy. Not the writings, but the living spirit prophecy. Living is not capitalized. never is capitalized because it's referring to a human being. God's instrument, the ground wire, the instrument in the, in the highest sense is uh, the directly inspired, interpretative prophet. But not only that, because others are inspired. Inspiration is in degrees. And... Uh, It is, even though there's different degrees, different amounts of current that will flow, the process is the same, brethren. And if you think it's unique and strange and different in one way, and doesn't work the same in all ways, you're mistaken. It is always from the Spirit of God, if it is true inspiration. Going through a person, inspiring a living person. That's why the word is there, living, okay? And ever is because the spirit of prophecy, of course, is uh, always, ever, forever. And often it's just said to be the living spirit of prophecy. The ground wire fused to the spirit, uh, the live wire, which together represent the positive and the negative. Now, it electrifies the church when Brother Hariff was alive. But today, we need that same thing. So I, Lennox, Sam, Ariel, uh, and this and that, and the next one tell you that you must have a living prophet. The message tells you that. But it's not so. You must have this process. You must have the process. The living spirit of prophecy must be at work, but it's not restricted to one person. How many of you knew that? I hope you did, yes, I think you did. Because Bayshin has always taught that, okay? Uh, Bayshin has always taught this. If you don't know, back to the books. I deliberately am not using them, you know. I guess I could have put it in there at the end as kind of an addendum. But uh, yes, it is. It's not necessary to use those things because uh, it is necessary for some Bayesian brethren, but it otherwise it's not necessary because the bound up teaches the message by definition. Everything is in the message. And if we go to teach babes or sister brethren and so on things from the bound up in a convenient form, very convenient, all together uh, and handy, but they're not used to receiving their milk like that or their food, they can turn up their nose. They do. So we put it this way. But it was always taught, brethren, and um, if you have any um, uncertainty, we'll be happy to do it from the bound up for you. The ever living testimony of the Spirit of Prophecy continues in our day and on. Now, the only way you can have this test living testimony, and what happens with our sisters is this, this whole teaching is unfamiliar, all strange territory to them. And not being familiar, they haven't really reasoned out what living means. Living means an individual, a a one a member of the seven tubes, for instance, okay? One of the ministers symbolized by the overall symbolism. One particular uh, person, no. It symbolizes all the helpers, all the ministry uh, who are active and, and who are inspired, which is all. Um, how many people know, I, I'm curious here, how many people know that teaching is in the bound up explicitly, okay? I know you know because uh, we uh, we talked about that not too long ago. How many people know that the um, the seven tubes are uh, uh, manifestations of the uh, living spirit of prophecy? Okay, good, good. I hope so. They're manifesting the uh, uh, they manifest the inspiration of the uh, 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 the living spirit of prophecy. Um, Throughout these pages, the spirit of prophecy has, by by the prophetic word, proved itself invulnerable to attack. It has vindicated itself not as a voice beginning with Moses and ending uh, before John the Baptist, but as the ever-living testimony beginning with creation and continuing with the patriarchs. Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, was there, there writings in those days? Some people like to think it's just the writings, but it wasn't written in those days, was it? Um, and then with the prophets, next with the apostles, and finally with the messengers of God in our own day. And it stops with Brother haref And that's how people read it, but they forget that it says, and on. Okay, and on that without the living spirit of prophecy in our midst, there can be no success in any revival and reformation. Now, this is why this subject is important. It is our concern, our burden, to uh, press forward with revival and reformation among other people and ourselves as well. But it will never be uh, uh, successful if we don't have the... Uh, living spirit of prophecy. And it, uh, it can only be successful as we have the living spirit of prophecy. And the sooner we know it the, it, the quicker we shall achieve our goal. Is it necessary for Davidia to continue on the way we're going? It's not necessary, brethren. The sooner we in Davidia understand these things, the sooner we're going to achieve our goal. It's uh, late in the day. The world is falling apart before our eyes. And it's going to get a lot worse. We can be in the kingdom, brethren, if we uh, listen to what the message says. If If it did not say what we just read, fine, ignore it. But you know your eyes are not lying to you. Your ears have not deceived you. The message does say this that without the living spirit of prophecy, that is the hot wire and the ground wire, the human and the divine connected inspiration. So instead of thinking inspiration has gone away, that there is no more, we need to understand that the inspiration is here and it's a, every true follower is inspired. We teach teachers at Bayshin instructors in righteousness, Uh, actually inspired teachers. In other statements in the message, uh, these people were sometimes called prophets. Why? Well, one reason is they are inspired by the spirit of prophecy. They are. The process of the living spirit of prophecy is at work. It is not dead, it is not gone. There is no doubt the church from creation till today has been led and preserved by the prophets. Now remember that the only two mediums uh, in the Christian era was Sister White and, Sister and Brother Hariff, only two mediums. Were they the only two inspired persons? No, but they were the only two uh, mediums who were inspired as interpretative prophets, pipes to bring in the truth into the golden bowl. So. The church has from creation till today has been led and preserved by the prophets and she can continue in no other way from here on. And because Waco and Mountaindale and Salem do not teach this, they've lowered their defenses and the um, 11th hour tanks just drive through there. Just drive. uh, They're totally defenseless to these people. It's a powerful thing. We have to have a prophet, brother. Don't you see right here? We can continue in no other way. It's true. We do have to have prophets today, and it's prophets with a S, teachers. My brethren, you have you have, as you have trimmed your lamps. Will you not also avail yourself of the extra oil, truth, and act like men who are looking for their Lord to come? No one denies the fact of your being God's people, but remember that the Jews were also once his people. This is such an interesting thought here. Your assertion that there shall be no more prophets is casting off beforehand the latter rain and the loud cry. Now, Brother Hadif goes on to say, uh, the disregarding of the message and the prophets is the same as killing them. We, today, Davidians have specialized in killing the true prophets uh, even as, as some of them hearken off after uh, these um, <clears throat> false prophets. There shall be no more prophets. And so whatever Satan says, uh, quoted here that you know to be true, uh, reverse it. If, if the enemy is teaching that there shall be no more prophets, you are safe in understanding that there will be more prophets. But will they be prophesying all kinds of craziness, a time setting, um, new light, all kinds of new messages and everything? No, many prophets never uttered a prophecy. They were not directly inspired to do that. They were teachers, instructors in righteousness. We don't use the word prophet because in the language of today, Davidians think they know what a prophet is. They don't pay attention to what the message says. If they knew about this, we would be uh, at the beginning up front, we would be careful to define exactly what we are saying. But uh, since they uh, know for sure the other other, uh, meaning of the word, be clear with them, no more prophets. Okay, as you understand that, and we're talking to them so we talk in their language, you're right, there's no more prophets. Brother Hadif said Elijah was the last prophet, he explicitly. So, no more. And the only two mediums inspired mediums in the Christian period are Sister White and Brother Hadif. So, um, we can say, both. we teach both prophets and not prophets, and that confuses people no end. Uh, and um, That's just something that they are confusing themselves on because the message teaches both. It teaches the primary uh, interpretative uh, prophet and it teaches those who never uttered a prophecy. Well, we're not making this up and just because you're not familiar with with things that the message says doesn't mean that you have a right to ignore it, not to know it, not to learn it. If you want to be... A Davidian, indeed, you need to know what the message says. You need to accept it. And the message teaches prophets. Moreover, these passages say that though the prophecy itself does not demand an individual prophet, it does not restrict the work, uh, the work to an individual, but to a group, a body of helpers, uh, directed by the Lord and endowed with the spirit and power of Elijah. Okay, so... We touched on that before. Here we have this group who is doing the work of Elijah. It didn't say right here that they were directed by uh, Elijah, did they? It says they're directed by the Lord. Elijah doesn't have to be here for the work to go forward. Why? Because in the last, Brother Hadith's last, um, um, next to the last um, symbolic code, the official um, organ of the mouthpiece of the message, he said, the Lord himself will, is, uh, um, will lead the way. What is it? The Lord himself is leading the way. And this is what this says. The Lord will lead, will, will, um, uh, d- directed by the Lord. The Lord is leading uh, the body of helpers. So, uh, these individual teachers, uh, instructors, ministers, uh, prophets, if you like. Um, These are the way, this is the way the Lord is working today. As a logical color, 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 thank you, to the foregoing phases of the subject of inspiration, it is to be recognized, and this is my closing thought, it is to be recognized that all who become converted and submissive to the Lord are recipients of divine illumination, divine inspiration, So if you thought that this was rare uh, among God's people, I want you to understand that it's not rare. Now, there are people who are just waiting to dream dreams and see visions and so on, and we're not giving you permission to do that. The rod does not give anyone permission to do that. You cannot get permission from that. If the Lord wants to send you a true dream or vision and so on, he can, even uh, today. But the day of those things is in the future, when, uh, after the second Pentecost. But today, um, the Lord speaks to us primarily through the message, and uh, he speaks, uh, he inspires us with the Holy Spirit in to understand and to do. Okay, When we are directed out to the church, Remember how Philip was directed it right in the way of the Ethiopian. So when we go to church, uh, if we uh, are inspired, uh, we will be directed to the person who we should speak to. I'm not saying that you are, by the way. There are people who know that the Lord has said this, and so everything they do is inspired. It's not going to work, brethren, because uh, if the Holy Spirit inspires you to do something, truly, then you, like Philip, will have a home run. It is uh, a, a home run every time for the Holy Spirit. He does not send you out to meet the Ethiopian in the desert ten minutes too late and he passed by and we saw his dirt dust, but we didn't quite uh, make a connection. And that is not the way the Holy Spirit is working, or, uh, or has ever worked. But um, But inspiration is true. And as time goes on, we will be receiving uh, that power in a more and more direct way. That is true. We test the spirits. We test these things. You test the dreams. If you are a person to dream, or visions or whatever. Uh, And um, uh, we test them ourselves. We also test them by Uh, um, um, according to the law and the testimony, anything that is divergent from the law and the testimony, don't even bother to bring it to the table. And that's the last way we do. Bring it and um, submit it and remember that truly inspired um, brethren all um, run together. We're all together. Anyone who starts off in a separate course, As soon as I saw this new prophet uh, that I was speaking about separate himself from Waco and head off in this direction, I knew, I don't know if they knew right away, but I knew that he was off on his own for the reason of Joel 2, 7 and 8. He had decided not to run in the ways. He had decided to branch off. As soon as someone does that, brethren, you have um, made a loud public announcement that you are not being inspired by the same spirit that is inspiring your brothers and sisters inside the ways. Okay? Something that's real important for all of us to remember. As we move forward to being, uh, to, to seeing these things activated in our life, for real, you have to learn things that they learned, the prophets and there were things that they learned, things to test, test the spirit, and uh, uh, these are all things that you have to be aware of. Yes, we do teach inspiration, but we teach true inspiration, harmonious inspiration, and those who are truly inspired will uh, be all together. The seven tubes all draw from the golden bowl. They are not drawing from their head bowls. Having uh, the teaching of inspiration today, as we do, doesn't mean that it's a free-for-all and everybody can bring their, their, their ideas to the table now. We can bring our truth from the, from the message, but we, um, we uh, do not bring our own head-bowl um, ideas. And those are the hardest things to learn. There is more to these things than you might imagine. And um, uh, so there are real things for us to learn as time goes on, but that's enough uh, on that right now. Um, for none but the Holy Spirit can convince one of truth, convict him of his sins, give him repentance, and empower him to obey God's laws, his statutes, and his ordinance. Man himself can no more effect these transformations than the leopard can change his spots. So it is through divine illumination, it is through inspiration, that we are enabled to overcome. This is a real thing. And it's a real form of inspiration. Of course, uh, this is quite a remarkable inspiration when you think about it, that we can overcome finally, after so long a time of personally failing, and not only us, but the ones that come before us of failing, but now the Lord is going to inspire his people, and we're going to succeed instead of fail. But there are those who would rather have the power to, literally, there's someone out there who, who's teaching that his um, leader is going to have the power to raise the dead. Okay, And um, they want the power to prophesy, to interpret, uh, whatever, many things. That's the way uh, human nature is. Whatever the Lord has given us for the present truth today, there will be people out there looking for something else, but that's not in the message. Not for us, not for now, but it's a lot right now. It is really a lot. We can be thankful that uh, the Lord has blessed us with this light, he has blessed us with these promises, and he is faithful and just. If he has promised these things to us, he is going to make it true. We are going to see these things in action. And remember, seeing is believing in the end. In the end, you want to know what is going to uh, really um, be a powerful testimony to our brothers and sisters in Davidia and the church. What is the great powerful testimony that we need to be uh, learning to give right now? It's our life. Our own life is the most powerful and uh, a most effective testimony that we can give. And we, uh, and until we get our life testimony uh, in harmony with our profession, there's going to be um, a failure. We're not going to see that success that we want to see. But uh, for now, brethren, um, I do hope that we have seen how uh, the... Spirit prophecy is active today, it is active today, and it's active right here with each and every one who will allow it to be active. And it is active in Davidia, and because the the enemy wants to abuse us Davidians and hold us back further, he has persuaded many people that inspiration is not active today. And for them, it isn't. It's true. It's all human effort on their side, because they have closed the door to the Holy Spirit, just effectively as if they were denying the existence of the Holy Spirit, which many people out there are doing too. But it is not so. The Holy Spirit is active in the spirit of prophecy and the living spirit of prophecy. It is active, and uh, it is something the Lord is waiting and wanting, to bestow on you, every single one of us, uh, if you will let him. And it is, it is going to increase continuously as we go. We're not going to suddenly uh, all start uh, prophesying as they did on Pentecost. Uh, we're not going to do that until the second Pentecost, but it is the Holy Spirit is going to continue to increase and, and strengthen among us. So, Brethren, uh, this is the, the truth of what the message teaches, and um, it strengthens us. It gives us a certainty of what, for us personally, and it also is part of our hedge of protection. It keeps us from being susceptible to the wolves who come into Davidia and say, Oh, look, you need a new living prophet. Okay? You need a special prophet, a, a directly inspired prophet. Okay, and that, brethren, is not true. And we need to be very clear about that without any hesitation, no. Okay, thank you, brethren.
1: Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. You can find us online at www.bationhill.org. And you can call us at 417 835